Welcome to episode 9, The Old Way, Cuckmere Haven and Seven Sisters. Again, I'm staying close to home. I love to travel, but I also enjoy exploring new places, even if they are just a short drive from home. Before we dive into the walk, please remember to like, follow, comment on this podcast, also share. The more listeners, the merrier. Now, the old way. One of the longest pilgrimages, and oldest, in England. It passes just a few miles north of where I live, and there are plenty of deviations. This is one of them. Let's explore. Well, good morning. I am in a wonderful little village called Alfriston in East Sussex. Parish Church of St Andrew. Church of England, but it has the Scottish flag on the front there, obviously because it's of uh, Church of St Andrew. It's a beautiful uh, church. It's got quite a, what I would say, chunky tower. It's really thick. Um, And uh, lots of little, it's just put together with loads of little stones on the outside the facade is just all these wonderful stones which have quite a uh, like a marble effect to it and obviously surrounded by a wonderful graveyard I don't know if you're supposed to say that graveyards are wonderful but this one is Uh, and then there's a thatched cottage over there which really needs its thatch scene too because it's just covered in moss um, but yeah, walking around the graveyard here, there are, you can't, it's one of those graveyards where you can't even read the gravestones, they are that old, that the, they're so weathered that there's just literally moss, um, in memory of William Aid, grandson of Richard and Sarah Newman, died October the 18th, 1897, age 68. Uh, there's one that we can read. Okay, so I have found the route that uh, I was planning on taking, which is part of the South Downs Way. It's also part of the Old Way, which is why I am deciding to do this today. Uh, Now the old way stretches from Southampton to Canterbury, to Canterbury Cathedral and specifically to Thomas Beckett's resting place. I'll talk more about that later I think as we get further along. Uh, But just crossing one of the tributaries to the Cuckmere I'm going to follow this along. It looks very wet. We've had quite a lot of rain recently over the last few weeks. So this could be quite wet for quite a lot of the way. Uh, We'll just see how we do. So walking down now. haven't not that far into the walk and I'm coming to the next village, Littlington. And uh, a very similar spire church to the one in Alfriston which to me is uh, as I've as I've traveled around the UK it's interesting to me how 
you think all churches are the same, uh, but they're not. <laughs> I mean, that's me just being probably a little bit naive. But definitely the different areas have different styles to their churches. And uh, here they seem to be quite low. Um, and what I would describe as, as fat. And they have these little square spires. And it kind of fits in with the with the landscape, which is interesting that uh, the geography has really taken charge of what people have have done. You know, I can see the spire of Alfreston behind me, and there's this other spire here, and it's kind of like they're looking at each other. As I look down the valley at this point where I'm stood, I don't see any anymore. Look down down the valley towards I getting through a very muddy path. Oh it's all chalky. Oop, crikey. Nearly went. I'm alright. I am alright, honest. As I walk more in nature, my knowledge of the world around me grows. Here I am trying to do my best David Attenborough commentary. Now, I was, a, I was about to say there's a very specific breed of sheep here now on my left. There's a herd of them. And, uh, yeah, they are very specific in that they would be goats. Um, there's a lovely herd of goats. There's quite, quite a few of them. They've got their little tails sticking up. Thank you. There you go. It's just confirming that there are goats. Yeah. I'm talking about you. Okay, I'm not talking to you. Just keep eating. Thank you. Uh, they are all looking at me. It's <laughs> quite funny. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave you alone now. Um, but they, they've all got like brown heads little uh, horns and their tails are all sticking up and they're all pure white. And then in this field we're going to be walking along, there are sheep and uh, the farmer or the farm hand is just putting a load of sheep in here. But in the field, oh here we go again. This is, mm, oh what are they? Come on everyone. Turnips. Yeah, I think they might be. No, it's, is that beetroot? No. Yeah, turnips. Oh, and there's a load of sheep on the path. Oh, I don't like that. Because we know one of them's going to get angry. They're all on the path. Why are you on the path? Eat the turnips. They're all eating the grass that's on the path. And uh, just go over into the turnips. Oh. Oh. Oh, there's a lot of them as well. It's not like two or three. There's like a couple hundred. Oh, bugger. Anyway. There's like... <laughs> there's like... There's about 20 of them off to my left and they're all walking in one straight line. It, you know, literally being so... so stereotyped and such a cliche. One following the other. And oh no, and now the one that's leading is cutting down towards me. Don't do that. Oh dear. This is, and it's getting more, oh. Just eat the turnips. 
Oh no, now they're all running in front of me. Oh, I didn't want this. What do you want? Oh God, I don't know. Oh, here he goes. Yeah, I know. You stay over there. I'm just gonna drive these sheep. I'm just, I'm just driving these sheep. I, I, I don't know if I told you my story about driving cows in Santiago, on the Camino de Santiago. I don't think I did, did I? One day, I did get lost. It was the only time that I really honestly got lost on the Camino. And I had no idea where I was. And so at one point I came across this old gentleman and his dog uh, and I asked him in my broken Spanish, am I on the Camino? And he laughed at me and told me in very, very strong dialect that uh, no, I wasn't and I was miles off it. And he sort of pointed in direction, but I couldn't really understand his direction. So I just had to keep going the way I was going. And he did say keep going the way I was going, but then something else happened and I don't know what happened anyway a couple of miles onwards I came across this lady uh, who was um, uh, driving her cattle down the lane that I was walking on and uh, I asked her where the Camino was and she said I'll help you if you help me uh, it's all in Spanish. I, like I said, I, yo entiendo bastante, pero yo no hablo mucho. Okay, we're getting to a point where the sheep have to get out of the way now. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I ended up helping her drive her cattle down this lane and put them into another... Um, I should take a picture of this, shouldn't I? Put them into another field. Oh, and this... There's cobwebs flying all over the place. It's actually quite a nice picture, that. Oh, I'll put it on the blog. If you're not reading my blog, can you read my blog, please? Because I don't know why I'm doing it otherwise. I'm just writing it for nobody. Oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, have a look on the website and you'll see blog there. Oh, I'll blog this. Oh, I've got... I've got spider's web all over my head. Oh. oh, that was an eventful field. Spider's webs, sheep, goats, turnips, it was proving to be a lively day. Even with all of this happening, the walk started to work its magic on me, and I started to draw on reflections and thoughts from my present mind. A couple of the podcasts that I've done, I've had a theme, and what I'm th thinking about, I think about a lot, is time, and our concept of time, and how we use our time, how we lose our time, how we may gain time. As I've grown older, I've come to realize how precious time is. I talk a lot about the most precious time is right now, is the present, is, is this moment that I'm in right now. It's the only time I've got. I have memories of past times and I have hopes of times to come in the future, but the only one is really right now. Um, but it does fascinate me how 
time slows down sometimes. There are some days, some nights, even more so now as I get older, some nights when the night seems to go on forever because I just can't sleep. And then there'll be other nights where I wake up and I'm like, did I sleep? How did it get to be blah, 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 o'clock in the morning? Um, there are some days that just fly by. There are some years that here I am now in November. What, what has happened this year? I look back and I think, what have I done? Uh, and I compare myself to other people. I compare myself to years gone past that I may have had, to my siblings, to the rest of my family, to my friends. Um, and a lot of the time, that comparison is very unfair to myself. Uh, I'm learning more so that uh, as a human, we lean more into the negative than we do into the positive. Uh, there are some people that can lean into the positive very naturally and uh, are very successful with that. I think I may be saying that the majority of us lean more towards the negative. Uh, and then we start worrying about loss of time, wastage of time, not being able to use my time to the best. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to have a, a little ponder today, a little bit more um, about time and its significance in my life uh, and in our lives as, as human beings. Also, if you're not signed up to the newsletter, please do. Pop onto the website, storypilgrim.com, and you'll see a little box in there. All you have to do is put your email address in and subscribe. I only send one out a month. They're always very short. It's just me. Uh, there'll be a little ramble about whatever I'm thinking about at that time. Uh, some interesting articles that I found on the web. Uh, and a recipe of the month and also a little sneak preview as to what the next couple of episodes of the podcast are going to be uh, you'll be the first to know so if you do subscribe to the newsletter you'll get that little sneak preview of uh, of what is to come with the, with the podcast I hope you've had a chance to have a look at our website, www.thestorypilgrim.com. More about that a little bit later on. Meanwhile, the landscape took my breath away. So I have come out of the forest and I am greeted by this absolutely beautiful, amazing view of Cookmere Haven. Cookmere River meanders, literally meanders. It's going all the way down to the sea. It's a very calm day. It's a beautiful estuary. Um, it's just stunning. And the reason being there's a couple of cottages down there right on the seafront. I'm going to walk down there. I'm probably about a mile away. But um, stories that come from here. Guy Fawkes landed here. Robin Hood. Dickens lived here. Uh, Queen Victoria walked along the beach. Uh, for our Harry Potter fans, the view as I get down to the sea and then I'm going to walk towards the to Seven Sisters, that view is where the Quidditch World Cup took place in the, I think it was in the Goblet of Fire. 
uh, those white cliffs down there. It's an absolutely beautiful view and uh, I've picked a, a perfect day for it. It's this is cloudy but it's very clear, uh, very very wet uh, coming down but I'm still on quite high ground. Uh, but just thinking about the old way and people that may have come down this way over the years, the main reason why we have Canterbury uh, as, as a, a place of pilgrimage is because of uh, Thomas Beckett. Uh, Thomas Beckett, um, born 1119, assassinated 1170, canonized 1173 by Pope Alexander III. I think it was Pope Alexander III. Um, yeah, it was uh, Lord Chancellor to Henry II for quite a while and then became Archbishop of Canterbury and got into uh, trouble with Henry regarding the rights uh, of the church and all of that and ended up being assassinated on the 29th of December. 1170. Um, since then he's inspired or he was deemed a martyr uh, to the cause, uh, had quite an influence on the church in Spain. Um, obviously the Pope canonized him only what three years after his death. Um, you've got Lord Tennyson writing a poem about him which is over like nearly 700 years later. You got uh, T.S. Eliot's Murder in the Cathedral. Um, there's, there's a lot of influence that that man has had and so therefore a lot of people wanted to go hello, another little dog joining me, um, wanted to make their way to his shrine. Hello, morning. Uh, and there, hence, therefore, we have uh, Canterbury Cathedral uh, as the head of the, the church uh, in the UK, the head of the Church of England now, um, but has a huge influence. I only realised the other day that uh, for some reason I thought like Hindus, Muslims uh, were much more populous on the earth than Christians. Uh -uh. Got that wrong, Darren. 2.38 billion Christians in the world. Uh, Hindus is about 1.3, I think, or 1.6, something like that. It's it's about a billion less, anyway. So Christianity's got a lot to answer for, but also, you know, that's why we have all of these pilgrimage places. There's a lot of people out there that want to go and experience or maybe feel closer to God by doing all of this by doing all of this i'm doing this that for my own reason reasons i found myself reflecting a lot today i was reminded of a story dear to me from my own life so back in 2017 i did the camino de santiago and also performed the one person play underneath the lintel as i went and just outside of burgos there's a a town called Hornilios. It's the first town you stop at outside of Burgos. And Hornilios translates to furnace, furnace on the Camino, and it was a very hot 
day that day and Hornelios is a town of a population of 60 people they have two churches and a Korean restaurant run by an Irish girl and uh, she used to be a theatre major and so when we approached her and asked her if I could do the play there she was absolutely delighted so I did the play at this Korean restaurant and there was about 15 people in attendance and uh, it went very well uh, there was a few distractions but that's another story and at the end of the play I was packing everything up and collecting all my props together when this old gentleman came up in front of me and there was like I said there was only 15 people in the audience and it's a very interactive play and I do not remember him I do not remember seeing him but he was clearly there because he was stood in front of me and he came up to me and he just looked at me and he was stooped over old gentleman and he looked at me and he said you me selfie uh, I'm just waiting so these delightful little ponies I wonder if they'll let me come up and take a picture yeah look up he's eating away beautiful uh, he, he was like you me selfie uh, so yeah we took a selfie and uh, I asked him his name he said his name was Hendrik I said are you walking the Camino he said yes but I'm very slow he said at this point it taken him I think like six weeks to get to there and I'd been going about 15 days I think he said I do five seven kilometers a day I said who are you with and he said I'm on my own I said how old are you Hendrik he said 84 I was like wow you're 84 years old and clearly was not in the best of health but he was walking the Camino and I said to him I said why Hendrik why are you walking the Camino and he said you'll laugh at me I said no no no, no I'm not gonna laugh at you and he said he told me how 20 years ago his wife passed away he's from Germany and ever since his wife passed away he pretty much finished out his days working would go home and stay at home in his apartment and then he retired and he just stayed in his apartment and then he said one day God told him to walk the Camino so he got up and he's now walking the Camino he did it straight away and that to me was absolutely amazing that no matter if you believe in a God or not that man felt inspired to get up 
and walk across Spain. He was doing all 500 miles. He was doing it very slowly. But he just got out of his apartment and was walking. And he told me that story and then he said, but I'm very, very tired. Can I, can I go to bed? And he asked me permission to go to bed. And I was like, absolutely, go to bed. He thanked me for the play and off he went. I uh, was very, very deeply touched by that. And uh, the next day I was out walking again. Second morning, okay. Let's get through this style gate. You say, Oh wow, now I'm looking down, and there is a view. Oh, that's gorgeous. Uh, I'm up on the cliff, and now I can look down at the beach and the estuary of Cookhaven. I'm going to take a picture of this, and absolutely, please look at my blog because this photograph will be on there oh wow that is just and look at that that's 40 minutes from my house and i've never experienced it before you know the perfect day for it again i'm so lucky but the next day going back to hendrick and the story he um I was walking and as you walk the Camino occasionally you come across these markers in memorial for people who have passed away on the Camino. I remember seeing one for a 19 year old lad from I think from Denmark I think he was got killed as he was riding his bike he was doing the Camino on his bike and got knocked over and killed. Um, and I came across one for a 63 year old lady and previously prior to meeting Hendrik I thought well that's really sad you know you come on the Camino and and end your days there but then I came across this one for this lady and I immediately thought of Hendrik here he is at 84 years old walking the Camino and not nice to say but there is a there's probably a, there's a chance that he may pass away on the Camino, but then I thought, how amazing would that be? If he did, that would mean that he would leave this life doing something that he absolutely felt that he should be doing. And there'd be no, no regrets, no, like, he's doing it, he felt, inspired no matter whatever that inspiration is he felt that was the right thing for him to be doing it i think about hendrik often go with the flow trust that gut feeling it's usually right and has a higher purpose now talking about my gut so um I've got to a point along Seven Sisters now where it's time for some lunch. Uh, I haven't sat and had my lunch with you for a, a few episodes now. So this is an absolutely wonderful day. Um, discovering another area close to where I live. I'm halfway along the Seven Sisters now. I think I'm going to call it a day with regards to walking along and turn around and go back. 
but I have here my trusty Warburton thick toasty white bread and liver sausage oh no see that's that's a taste going way back oh, I haven't had a liver sausage sandwich for decades and that's really nice that's like that's just good bit of white pepper in there as well and then today's choice of crisps is also going back it's skips I mean who remembers skips I mean they've been around a long time prawn cocktail flavor they literally crunch and melt in your mouth at the same time how does that happen they're just like little hats you can put them inverted on your mouth on your tongue or not they just sort of stick on the end of your tongue like a little cap and you can never just let it melt there or if you're like me impatient you just eat it so that is a choice of lunch today I'm sat here about 10 feet from the edge of the cliff looking out over a very calm sea Some may say silver flaked sea, if you were Oscar Hammerstein the second. Is it Steen or Stein? Um, but yeah, it's just a lovely walk. I think also you know, the contrast of the the black rock, which is on the sea shore, it's the beach basically, and then you have this black rock, and then you have these white cliffs, and then the green, the green of good old blighty such a beautiful setting to have a lunch break I set off back towards my car the way was getting busier more people taking in the scenery miss that um, as that family came through the gate um, there's a big pile of horse poo there and you heard the mother just go Alan don't touch the poo I mean kids are great aren't they I mean it's there so of course it's got to be touched um, oh to be back in that time when you were a kid and you could touch poo I cannot stress it enough if you uh, and you might say to me but Darren I don't like walking that's fine it's absolutely fine whatever it is 
find it find whatever that is to get yourself out of uh, out of the normal runnings everyday runnings of, of life just to find that little bit of tranquility and peace for just a half a day a day whatever that might be oh I need both hands oh crikey oh get a WD-40 out on that yeah I, I, I whatever that might be reading writing playing your PlayStation Xbox um, what is it I personally always find though that when you get connected with nature that I, again I'm gonna come back to it it uh, don't touch the poo Darren there's lots of poo um, that teaches me so much. I mean, I'm part of it, aren't I? You know, I, I am a living thing that is on this planet that has evolved into what it is right now. Whether you are religious or not, the planet is evolving, it is changing. It's changing a lot because of what we're doing as human beings and how we are disrespecting the environment um, if I haven't I don't think I've mentioned I have mentioned it before but I don't think it's been put in to any of my final edits but uh, my good friend David has a podcast called trees a crowd and uh, it's wonderful it's absolutely delightful please go and listen to that if you enjoy this you are definitely going to enjoy David's podcast Trees a crowd, David Oaks, look it up. The thing about this time of the year is the length of the days, short. I made it back to Alfriston and St Andrew's Church, where I had started my walk earlier that day. Little gate here, look. And I can come in. And I'm, a, I'm in churchyard again. I've done full circle. Oh, crikey big puddle I'll live in I'll, I'll miss the puddle oh this this area of the churchyard's the newest bit so here's the new dead people you can you can tell who they are here because they're all new up there I won't name any names 2021 2021 2017 yeah 2023 so uh what a delightful walk and uh, Alfriston that I'm coming into now is an absolutely beautiful little quaint English village with its uh, inn, pubs, coffee houses. It's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Hi. Um, and like I said, the church is it's quite spectacular as well. Very different style. Um, so if you're ever in this area, Definitely get down to Seven Sisters. Definitely have a look at Cookmere Haven. It is absolutely beautiful. But try and come when it's not been raining so much because it won't be as muddy. Cookmere Haven, Seven Sisters, the Old Way and the South Downs Way. All in one day. Plenty of wildfowl, a tribute, and a huge thank you to the National Trust. They do so much great work, 
look them up and visit one of their several properties, parks, land. Just go and enjoy. I'm blessed to be able to do this. I'm lucky to be able to take the time off to be able to go for a walk, think, reflect and share this with you. If you have any suggestions, any at all, please get in touch. Email me at connect at thestorypilgrim.com. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook and X. Just search for The Story Pilgrim. I'd love it if you share this podcast with those who you care about, those who are searching, those who want to be inspired, who are inspiring. Be like Hendrik. Follow, like, comment. Until the next time, keep listening. The Story Pilgrim was written and produced by Darren Hill. Original music by the amazing Anya Bakker. Buen Camino.